this is what I side with. I'm using the New King James, which uses this text. If there's a difference, if there's a question, I go with this one as my final answer. Okay, I think it is more sound. And uh, there's a lot that goes into this, but I, I, I Very 
they were so intent on trying to communicate it in uh, good English that it obscures the original translations. Not as much as the NIV. Uh, but certainly more than the NES. So every translation has pros and cons. You think you're better about one versus another. And so I, I would say this. The best bet for you to study the scriptures is learning Everybody should. But if you're not going to do that, for whatever reason, then take at least five, if not ten, translations. Read all of them. Because each one of them is going to have something that is uh, very good about translating. And others uh, will maybe be a little weak. So you should put them all together. Thank you. 
I'm sure we've all experienced this. They, you, you, they read the scripture and they say something and it has absolutely nothing to do with what the passage is saying. And, um, and the church is going to, it doesn't ultimately die, but it's going to die, as it were, if we continue this trend in America. We have very few people that know um, really how to interpret carefully and all of us can learn to do it better. Every one of us. We're all theologian. We are all exegetes. Every one of us can do it better. And, you know, what greater joy is there? This is God's word. Um, and um, so that's why I make some extreme statements, maybe. Uh, but they weren't all that extreme, as Paul said, even 100 years ago. Um, I think that's how far we've come in the last century. Um, so you might remember when I did Sunday school last year I had us read some from Martin Luther and his argument is if we don't know the original languages we will end up in heresy soon within a generation maybe a little bit more Um, some of them need to be high quality scholars some of us need to be effective in our shepherding with the original languages um, and uh, he suggests to us, and I would concur, that all of us should have some exposure to it to help us to learn to study more effectively. Um, so <clears throat> that's why I'm teaching a group of people in Franklin that want to learn Hebrew. Uh, and it helps them, but it also helps you, because <laughs> I'm learning Hebrew better by doing it. Same with teaching Greek and so on. Yes, Dave. Well, it was exactly right, but what they said, boy, it helps her. She's read Genesis all the time, but that new way that you suggested with the Genesis in a certain way is enlightened. As I said a little bit ago, <clears throat> it forces you to slow down and read more carefully, even if you aren't very good in, in these original languages. Um, all right. Well, let's continue here then um, <clears throat> and return to this broader topic of uh, the canon here. Um, and inscripturation is another term that we can use in this context. Um, <clears throat> God revealed himself to the Old Testament peoples and the New Testament peoples, but not all of it was written down. Some of it was. And the question is, um, 
Well, let me say this first. There are things that have been written down that are not Scripture. Okay. And so how do we know which one is which? So, for example, we have the Apocrypha. Okay, that refers to some of the books written uh, in, before Christ. And should we include them in the Bible? So you have First and Second Maccabees, you have Esdras, you have Judith, you have the long version of Daniel, and you know things like that. Should we include them in our Bibles? That's that's the question that we're asking. In the New Testament, why don't we include the Gospel of Thomas? Why don't we include this other writing said to have been written by Peter? Why have we included Esther? Doesn't say God in the book at all. Why do we include James? He seems to be contrary to Paul. These are some of the questions that we're asking here. Why do we include some books and not others? And these other books claim to be given to them from God in some way. And so what do we do? Well, in regard to the Old Testament, it is relatively easy. Because Jesus and the apostles are our standard. So if, if Jesus makes reference to the law and the prophets and the writings, or well right there, that's the 39 books that we know as the Old Testament. So when Jesus says, you know, it said, you know, so and so in so, such a place in the, in the law says this, well, He's not just giving authority to that particular place that's quoted. So like in, you know, say Matthew 19, when he's talking about divorce, he says, well, in the beginning it says that you know, Adam and Eve you know, were married and so forth, right? to become one flesh. But in, in saying some of these things, he's not just giving authority to that passage, but to the whole of the law, the Pentateuch. And and same thing, he says, well, it says in the prophets, well, this is referring to the prophetic literature, but for us, we would separate. We're not just thinking of the major and minor prophets. When Jesus says some of uh, the prophets, that also includes what we would call the historical books. So Joshua, Judges, 1st, 2nd Samuel, and Kings, and Chronicles. Um, And the writings then would be what we would call the wisdom literature or something like that. So... So when, when Jesus says some of these things, it, it makes it pretty clear. Okay, we accept these 39 books because he did. So let's uh, look in our Bible here just a minute. To, uh, uh, a few passages. Let's turn to Luke 24. Luke 24. Now, in this case, this is how he worded it. Luke 24, toward the end here, verse 44. Verse 44, he uh, says, Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Okay. Um, then note next, he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Okay. Luke clearly is interpreting this to mean all of the Old Testament. He just says Psalms there, but the Psalms in this case also includes Proverbs and Job and um, Song of Solomon and and these kind of things. 
So when we have statements like this, you're like, this is all the Old Testament. Jesus says that we should accept it, including the book of Esther, by the way. But he doesn't say anything about accepting the apocryphal works. Um, In John 10, verse 35, he says the scriptures cannot be broken, referring, of course, to the Old Testament. In Matthew 5 and uh, verse 17, he says, Do not think that I came to destroy destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Again, this is referring to all the Old Testament. Even though he doesn't say the Psalms or the writings here, it was very common in the first century to say um, what he says here, the Law and the Prophets, to refer to the Old Testament. Um, I think the fact that it says all three there at the end of Luke is, is just to make sure we don't justify leaving something out. Uh, but all of the Old Testament speaks to Christ in some way. And so, why do we accept the 39 books? Jesus did. It's that simple. Um, And there are certainly other passages that would say similarly. All right. Well, I guess we'll need to stop there. That was the second bell. So we'll we'll pick up with some of these things next time. Let's pray together. Our Father and our God, we thank you for your word and that you have given it to us and that you have preserved it for us we are thankful lord for for that blessing and we thank you especially for the day in which we live where there are so many opportunities for us to learn your word and um, we pray lord that you would give us the zeal and desire take advantage of those things that we might know what you have told us better than we do now and that certainly applies to us all lord we um, uh, are thankful that um, you have um, have come to us that we might know you and, um, and so we thank you for this lord we we ask now for your strength as we worship you as we open your word as well as our prayers, our singing, and uh, our giving, all that we do here today, that it might be honoring and pleasing to you, and that you would advance your kingdom here today among us. We pray in Jesus' name.